We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. I'm so excited to have you join us today for the final release of this conversation with Charles Moore. Today, Charles brags on his daughter Zion and speaks to the sibling relationship when there is a child with a high medical need in the home. He also discusses some tips for those in the community on engaging in conversation when you see them out and about. And then he wraps up this great conversation with putting the disability label away and introducing us to Charles III and describes his big personality. Um, I want you to talk about your daughter and I want you to talk about her role in your family and how impactful she is in Charles's life as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Zion is, Zion is the kid that, that made me become the man and the father to begin with, like that I that I had to be to get myself out of the the past that I had. And so when Zion was born, like my life literally changed. Now Charles was born, it changed again, but she was the the the, the role model and the start of this whole process because I didn't know nothing about parenting. I knew I wanted to be a good one. That's all about I that's probably about all I did know. And um so when when dealing with Zion once Charles was born was a different avenue because I had to at this time like I was I was raising them by myself for pretty yeah let's say pretty early on for a while but I ended up having to raise this normal child and then this disabled child two different ways in the same household but make it work to where they both felt loved and they both felt attention and they both got what they needed. And I'm not going to lie and say I was the best at it. I started off very rocky. I I got situations now that Zion as a teenager that we had to go through to smooth out that I didn't know were problems at the time. Like, you know, through counseling and stuff like that, we had to learn some stuff because it, it, it was, it was hindering, relationship learning how to bring it all back together and i think by the time because even early on when i was still trying to go to school and figure life out when i would say zion because Zion know how to do everything with charles zion has always knew how to do everything with charles from whenever she was like five she never did anything to harm him but only to help him but as an adult in an adult way but as like a five six-year-old type of deal and so once she learned, she's always been like a caregiver type of person anyway, but once she understood that uh, everything was different with Charles, that like he can't feed himself or he can't do this or that, like I can tell at some point in time she understood it because it was like, hey, I want to help Charles do this. And because it, it, it was no longer I want to feed Charles, it was like I want to help him eat. So like what young kid changes the analogy of, I have to feed him to I want to help him. And once I start seeing signs like that, because she's always been a bright kid. Like right now, she's 16. She's fluent in Spanish. She went to Spain as a fifth grader and did a half a semester in Spain, uh, living with a host family to where they only knew Spanish. So she had to be on her P's and Q's and she loved it. She's a very bright kid. 
ironically today she sent me she made the superintendent's honor roll 4.0 while juggling two sports and on like you know what i'm saying like honor classes and stuff the girl is bright so she she's seen stuff earlier as a kid emotionally as well as like educational wise that I, I would think a lot of kids didn't but and in, in in knowing that i made some mistakes by during the summer times i had no help so zion was maybe 12 and had to stay home with charles for four to six hours sometime while i went to work and she could do it she can handle it but it, I, it, it took a little while for me to understand that i'm diminishing her childhood because she has to be this adult for these hours and i didn't know like i could start telling it was impacting her after a while but this was all like preteen learning learning and stuff like now she's 16 now we've had conversations that's her as a mature kid that we can talk about and she can express and that she loves them they wrestle together now that she wrestle oh that's what she do i'm just gonna wrestle with charles they both burn energy i'm literally trying to watch tv and you have a 200 pound 16 year old and a 50 pound 14 year old in the middle of my forward wrestling like doing wrestling moves but it's see she loves them and, and it's 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 a different relationship now that she's older and got to express how she could because for a while she didn't want to deal with them but it was because i created that and so in the midst of learning what i did and we reversed it and we went back and talked about it type of deal now to where if we if we go to tournaments and it'd be me her and charles i'll be pushing him in this stroller and at some point every tournament here comes on hey I'm taking Charles around the gym. Well, I'm doing this so just to go hang out with him in her environment because she's so used to being in his environment. And now that he's able to be in her environment and engage, like she lets him engage. Like, and because some kids wouldn't come and get their disabled sibling and walk around their other friends or walk around other people. And because people look at her weird too. I take pride in the fact that she at least acknowledges him in public, no matter what. Like, we can be in a grocery store and she's like, I'm going to go walk with Charles or me and Charles are going to go do that or whatever. And it's, it's so small and subtle, but it's from a place in her heart that's really caring. She's always been like the mama bear, like even still to this day, like her as of now, which I don't press Zion to do nothing educational or sports wise, but I'd be consistent with her. And if you're going to do it, give it all you got. And it's the weirdest thing that she now wants to be a school teacher of children. And I'm like, bro, like a couple of years ago, you didn't want nothing to do with kids. And she was like, I know, I don't know what happened, but like, I love them. She wants to go to school. Like if she get a scholarship for sports, she like the school has to have something with teaching. And she really involved, like she wants to be involved in like sieb shops to be there for just other children who have siblings with disabilities that's younger to help them process it because she had to go through some stuff too. It's, it's, it's a, it's an eye opener for me. The fact that she loves children so hard that she wants to make a career out of it coming from where we have been in the past. She's a great kid, man. I love that girl to death. Like that is, that is a great, a great kid that been through so much and who strives not only even if she doing bad, she she likes to to see other people do good. She likes to help and and, and care for for others because she know that it's worse situations out there. So 
It's 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 she's a great kid, man. She's a great sister, and she loves her some Charles. <laughs> you have raised her to be such a human being that just loves people and live life. You've given her permission yeah. to to enjoy her things, and I think that that's a a piece that another conversation for us to have someday is she is she is an advocate that I want to just say thank you for being that sure. because. I know that siblings, it's it's hard on siblings as well. I mean, because they're caretakers as well. So you mentioned something earlier that when people, when I go out in public, I want people to be aware. Tell me how you would like people to engage you. What are some words that would be very um, kind, appropriate, and and just send a message that, you know what, I want you, to, I want to learn from you as his father. And I want you to teach me about your son. So for me, like, I'm a people person, so I can I like to talk to people no matter what. I'm I'm an open book to a to a degree. Like, I will whatever you need to know, I'll tell you. So for me personally, when in public, if say if somebody was to walk up and just be like, and and, and actually just speak to them normal as a normal kid, like I'm okay with that. And I'm also okay on the flip side of coming up and being like. Hey, like he he don't have an arm or he don't have hands. Like, what's wrong with him? I don't care how you phrase it to me, because I've I'm like my background ain't the cleanest background, so I've been through a lot. So as long as you come at me with respect, phrase it how you want to phrase it. I don't I don't know what you've been through to say that what you said is not how you was taught to say it. But if it was said with respect and, and dignity and not trying to downgrade, like, I, I I could care less like what the specific words are, but. The like, but just come up and 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 ask. Like, if you want to give them a high five, or can you touch them? Like, I don't. Whatever it is, it's fine because I'm gonna give you an answer to make it to show you that one, he's a human. Uh, two, he understands. He's just a normal person. Just he looks different and he doesn't talk. Like, it's just however, however you approach me, it's fine. And and I'm saying I keep on saying me because. Other people in my family are not the same way. Like, my mom is not the same. Like, you just can't come at her and say anything. But she lived a different life. And so she sees it differently. She reacts to it differently. So it's just, and even his siblings, they're different. But for me, I would want you to come up and say anything. Just come talk to me. Don't, I would rather you come and talk and say something or ask a question or even, I don't care if you say something stupid. It doesn't matter. But I would rather you do any of the above than to stand eight feet away from me and just stare at my kid and say nothing and then just literally just stare. Now, I wouldn't advise somebody to stare and pull out the phone because then you might you might catch a different side of me. You know what I'm saying? But like per, like don't just stare because it's weird to me because then I'm just going to stare at you and then while we stand there, I'm staring at you, you staring at my kid. Who's, who's staring at us? Like it's just, my mind wonders some weird. I'm like, that's just so different. But like, say anything. Come and say, hey, how old is he? And he has a lot of hair, so he gets mistaken for a girl. That's totally fine with me. Like, people be like, oh, she's so cute. Well, he's a he. So, like, that's to me, that's a great conversation starter. Like, other people in my family hate it. They absolutely hate it. But to me, it's it's a perfect segue to. A, it's a boy. His name is Charles, and he has Cornelia Lane syndrome. We just, them three things alone, to me, are major because then 
that person has three options of what they want to talk about next. They have three choices to choose a question. They have three choices to do whatever they want to with it. But it's like it's a good it's a good fit for me. Like I'm okay with it because most of the time, adults, which they are the worst. Like I don't mind a, a child staring because the child really don't know no better. Which I engage children too, so don't get me wrong. If if your kid come up there and stare at Charles, I'm probably gonna talk to your kid and be like, "Hey, this is Charles." Or uh, if you want to give him my pounder, he'll do pounder. He don't have hands, but he know how to pound it. We've taught him that. So it's like it's just showing them that he can do different stuff, or even a high five or whatever. And then they trying to, "Oh, this is so cool! This kid that looks totally weird gave me a high five." Like. For most kids, like some are scared, which that's understandable too. But parents are the ones that just I'm like, bro, you gotta you got to say something. Like you are too old just to be staring at this child and thinking in your head, like, this is a weirdo, or whatever you think, say something, even if you just say hi. If you just walk it by and be like, Oh, hey there. Something. It's just it's just a normal, it's just another kid. Like it's definitely a kid that's different than yours, but it's still just another kid. And I think if we can get, if, and like, if I, if I think if everybody in the world would just look at a child as a child versus, and even adults, I keep saying child because of my son, but even adults with disabilities, if you would just look at them as a person that is a child, for, for in my instance, if you would say, okay, he, he's a normal kid in his realm. Because for other CDLS kids, he's normal, normal, like normal, normal, normal. I'm saying there is no difference versus like him and my daughter. Of course, they both normal kids just in different worlds. Like she's in the the regular, the regular world and he's in the CDLS um, disability world, but they still kids. So if, if we could just get people to look at them and, and that base of a form, I think it would it would help ease the tension and that would open up doors for conversations that's even greater than just looking and staring at a kid. Because then you can look at a kid and say, oh, well, this kid can be this in life or this kid can help this kid do that. Or you would see a benefit or a positive side of the child versus, oh, look at that little boy with no arms. So it's a difference. I just if, if people can see him as normal, like and, and, and I feel like I said, like, adults would be the same you would see a adult with a disability and be like this is an adult first period like there is no other get around like this is an adult so when i speak to him i'm gonna look at him i'm gonna use proper language he's a working citizen or a, or a student or whatever and i'm gonna treat him as such and if we can get that part down i think everything else can slowly open up to where at some point inclusion at its best will happen I'm optimistic. The world we live in is it is what it is. But if that would be my goal, it's just for everybody to see a person with a disability as a person first, and then we can work through everything else. Because Charles and his syndrome is not going to be the same as his other friend with CDLS and their syndrome. So we got to start with the basics. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the syndrome. We've talked a lot about um kind of the culture in your life. And I want you now to tell us about Charles. I want you to tell us what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he, I, I want you to just be, because we, we've identified that he has this syndrome, but 
we, you know, we've talked about how we want to just people, he's a kid. He's, you know, he's a human being. Yeah. He is a person that has likes and dislikes. So now yep. tell us about Charles. <laughs> what is he like? Oh boy, man. That's a, that's a, a high impact question with this guy. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I don't even know where to start, but I guess, yeah, I do. I'm going to start with the boy is Henri. The boy is like, <laughs> you say a four-year-old would be like, oh, this kid's in a terrible twos, or this kid is four-year-old and he's in this stage, and that's just Charles. And there is no number that's going to be that's going to fit. The boy going to do what he want to do when he want to do it. And I always say, if he could talk, he would tell us why he's doing it. But it's like it's, it's it's so crazy that he he's honoring and stubborn to the point of benefit though it sounds weird but like the his little honoriness is whoo and he know it too like you can talk to him and tell him that his teachers his therapists everybody they'll be like Charles are you being honorary today because you haven't complied with anything and he'll be like because he, he's, he's non-verbal but he make noises so he'll be like mm, 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 and literally laugh at him and I'm like well good luck with you today <laughs> like because for therapy I drop him off I don't have to I don't sit there and like babysit him so I'll be like, hey, good luck with that. I'm glad y'all get to have that and not me. But besides being honored, he's the biggest lover. Like he 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 just wants to cuddle. Like he wants to come and he wants to hug on you and let you hold him. He loves just to sit in your lap and lay on you. If he could, if that was a a, a, a hobby or like a job, he would be the best at it. Like if I might need to create something like that. Just uh, you want to hold a kid all day, like. You pay me to hold this kid because he would literally just sit there and let anybody hold him and don't have a bowl of food in your hand because you you have won the grand prize. Like he will be there until that food is gone. Like that guy, he's and like he's he's funny. Like he's funny. I've I've never understood. I never knew that a, a person who didn't talk could get so much across until I had Charles because he is so funny. Some of the stuff he do, like he likes he loves music so music is a major part of everything with him so we have speakers that he wears on the lanyard around his neck and you know bluetooth the age of bluetooth is nice so we can hook it up to anything but he'll legit his ipad is his main source so he'll go grab his speaker bring it to you grab his ipad bring it to you and just sit there and wait for you to keep scrolling through these songs until you find the song that he wants <laughs> because you just can't Back in the day, we can just turn the music on, and he was happy with just turning on the music. But now the little boy wants to play a specific song, and you're going to sit there for 20 minutes going through a million songs trying to figure it out. And it is so funny because some days you are successful, and other days you're like, bro, we've been doing this for an hour. Like, I have no more energy or patience to do this with you. So literally, you just pick a song, and put his iPad up where he can't grab it. Because besides that, he's going to sit there and keep bringing it to you. And, you. and you just have to walk off for a while just to reset your brain because he won't stop. Like, there is no, that's part of the honoriness. Like, he, he won't stop engaging you until he gets what he needs. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. But um, that it's just him. Like, and it's, it's, it's so funny. Like, you would have to be there to really, really understand it. But it's so funny. And he's he's like he's a very caring kid, but I don't get to personally see that part as his parent because it's more so with 
kids in his classroom. And I've learned this through years of his teachers telling me like every teacher he's had has been like, um, it's, does the, is, is Charles like a protector or does he, he must have some sort of feeling because today so-and-so which is another kid in his class was feeling sad. So Charles would legit just go over there and sit with him and he wouldn't leave. Like he wouldn't leave the kid's side until the kid was happy again. And, and, and hearing that as a parent in the early stages, like basically little lighthouse days, it was just like, Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever type of deal. But knowing that he consistently does that now, I think that's part of, him connecting and caring with his classmates because he only do it with classmates like at the house with his sister not even a chance he fighting her at every what i mean every instance she'll come in there oh hey charles just to be nice and sometimes he'll look at her and hug and other times he's gonna swing at her so it's like he don't do that caring stuff at the house with her but literally hearing it over years to where or, or even if so he has favorite toys. So he, he besides this music, like music is his number one. Well, I can't say number one. Between music and like this Frisbee, I literally have a case of Frisbees that we bought because he has to have one of these Frisbees. So we have Frisbees all over the house. It is a certain style. So since he don't have a hand, he uses his digit. Whatever it is has to have like a hole in it. And he can put his digit in there and pick it up or do whatever with it. So um the the speaker and the frisbee are like the main two lifesavers like if we go anywhere we have the speaker or the frisbee or both depending on how long we gone for because if we gone for too long the frisbee gonna wear off and the speaker gonna have to replace it like you can go back and forth and he's okay but it's like um those two are a lifesavers and he's he's very energetic the dude can can just go like he wants he wants to constantly stay moving or doing something or engaging his brain to do something because like he does like i say uh, most times he's non-verbal but you can look at his eyes and tell when his brain is thinking something and it kills me on the inside that i can't know what that is like if i could figure out some sort of way to know what it is i guarantee i could change his life you know my like tap into him more but Cause it's just, it's just, it's just a certain look. He do it often. He do this little look and it's like, it's like a little stemming effect. But when he does it, you can just tell he's locked in to, to something. And I love it when he do it sometimes. Cause it's it usually between him doing that and him getting really, really angry. It's when he's learned stuff the most, which is weird to say, <laughs> but he has a prosthetic arm and he would never use it. Like his very first one. He never, he never cared for it, but I would always keep putting it on because they keep saying with him, you have to keep doing it. And then finally it's going to click. So he has to see how to use it first and everything we've ever tried. It takes him wanting to get it, get rid of it so much to where he's so mad, like furious mad. And then he learns how it works. And that's a little annoying that sometimes too, but I'm glad that it's something that he does. He learns how it works. So, um. Yeah, that's that's him. But I guarantee, if he could speak, he would have a lot to say. Whew, his actions in itself say a whole bunch. Like, cause he 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 tells you what he wants by showing you. So if he if he hungry and you sitting down, he gonna walk to you, grab your hand, and lift up, up, telling you, "Hey, come on, get up." And then once you get up, 
if you're facing the wrong way, he's going to turn you to the right direction, and then we're going to walk for it. It's just, it's so precise and meticulous. Like, he will definitely let you know what he wants. Like, as long as you're even paying remotely amount of attention to him, you, you can figure it out. Even if it's something on top of a refrigerator or something, like, because he's so short, you be, he'll push your hand up or some way he's going to know, hey, your focus should be here, not here type of deal. So, honoriness and love that's <laughs> if i had to pick two things that would be it and and those things i think has taught him myself and the family so much just from him well i was i better say patience too i can't say well i guess that's not charles that's what charles is teaching me but like between that and patience once you put that all of them together i think it's a it's, it's a recipe for success for him and and I think it would be for other kids too, but it's just a process that 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 takes a while. It's worse than the end. Yeah, I would say all those things you listed are just you're right, a recipe for success in his life and who he is. And I love hearing about each and every one of those. Just because I know we'll have a lot of questions or some questions will come up. Has he ever tried using a speech device for communication purposes? We've whew, we've been through some devices in which. We started off at the little lighthouse. We had, I want to say it was lamp. I think we used lamp at the little lighthouse. And then I think we tried Prolo Quo to go. And for me, the issue back then was he was just too young because he didn't really know what to hit. And so, like, now that he's older, we went back to it, and he started doing really good. When we first started ABA, we had this one therapist. Oh, she was the greatest little thing I've ever imagined in therapy world for some reason like everybody else put up with charles's crap and 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 they give him some leeway and he know once he get the inch he can he's gonna work it he will work that inch and and he it, it, it's like he doesn't miss a beat like whatever that inch was every time it comes up he's gonna work it every time but this therapist was not having it and she'll be like well charles if you want to do this and I'm not going to do this or whatever. And she was the greatest man. And she, she was the first one that really got him to use. Um, and this is, this is after the little lighthouse. We, this is, we've been in elementary for a few years. We just started ABA type of deal after the autism diagnosis, matter of fact. So maybe just a couple of years back, but she would, would press him back. And he responded. It took a while. I was like, I wonder how he's going to respond to this. And he would fight back for a minute and shut down and do nothing. But she never caved in. And I'm glad she never did. Because finally, one day, she was like, if you just tell me what I need, we're going to move forward. And he just hit it. He he touched the iPad. Bloop. And it was the right answer. And I was like, did that just happen? Like, maybe he just hit it because he was mad. And then legit, every day, she would be like, which one is green? Or which one is angry? Or which one is what? And he knew that once I finish her questions, she going to let me do what I want to do. And he legit would be like, bloop, 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 and, and picking the right answers. And this was all on the all on um, an iPad that had Prolo Quo to go on there. And, and, it, it, and it was basic stuff. Like, it was just the majority of it was when do you want to eat? So if you want to eat, you hit eat. You want to go outside, you go outside. So it was basic stuff for him to say. But it was also basic stuff that she had to teach him because we were also trying to learn what he knew. Because we can't say what's your favorite color because that's not he's not going to talk to you. So we it took different. And this is this is when I learned some of the 
OT and PT style maneuvers and techniques because it would be like, hey, here are two colors. Which one is red? Well, then if, if he picked red every time, then you know he know what the color red is type of deal. So we was doing that at the same time and trying to get him to say, hey, I want to go outside and I want to eat versus just grabbing people's hand and taking them. Because then if you, for one, if you take them to the door and you want to go outside and I, and I figure out you want to go outside, well, it's, I'm in my pajamas with no shoes on type. You know what I'm saying? So you have to go back and get ready. And then he's irritated because he thinks you don't know what he wants. And then you go back outside and then finally he's happy. But you then went through a whole process that could be eliminated if he would just hit the iPad and stay outside. So basically we did that and it worked out decently until she left. And that just, that changed the whole dynamic of the iPad because with other people who, what, who didn't like hold him accountable at that high of a level, he didn't care. He would just hit whatever because he knew no matter what I did to this person, they're going to give up before me and they're going to let me carry on. And so where his first therapist, she would not do that. And so now we are off of the iPad, but we are doing cards. So it's like the cards with the Velcro and we got like a little book thing and just different, different ones like that. And he's doing way better with the cards with the new therapist. You pull up a card and say, which one is angry? Uh, angry or uh, tired? Hey, which one is angry? And he touches it better with her per the card. Because with this girl, with the iPad, he likes to tap. So with the iPad, instead of looking and picking one, it would be like 10 options and he would just tap everywhere. And just um, eventually one of them would be right and she would go, yay! Well, in his mind, he's like, well, I don't really have to know. I'm just going to tap them all. And so... <laughs> After doing that for a while, I was like, okay, look, we are, this is over because y'all ain't teaching them nothing. And everything that we did to teach them is going backwards. So we have to refocus and restart. And then actually he was in school as well. So we started doing it at school too. So that's the new thing that we own now that it's really helped them. It's just these cards. And if, like, if, if he needs something, you can set a card out, like a poster board kind of with six, seven, eight cards on it. And he'll just go to it and press and touch it to say, hey, I want to go outside. Okay, let's go outside. Or he would touch the food bowl or he would touch his speaker. Like it's like the, the pictures we have are some of his real life items. We just take a picture of it and, and it's the real deal. So, and, and, and like that's what we're doing now, but it, it's really working for what we need. Like I would honestly like to go back to the iPad because I think it's more functional in public. But like I said earlier, patience is, is the key to this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through with these cards and we and we've been doing good with them at school. They've incorporated a ring on the card because like when they doing other stuff with other kids, he would go to this little cabinet, find his placard, pull the tab off that say food or outside or diaper or whatever, and it has a ring on it so they can he can put his digit in it pull it off of the wall and then go bring it to the teacher. And they really enjoyed that. They were like, it's so awesome. He just tells us. <laughs> so like the, the cards is where we at now. So it's, it's not as pretty as the iPad or, or as easy and less to carry, but it definitely gets the job done and we, and we progressing. So that's, that's where we at on assistive technology, I guess. I absolutely love that. That that's, You've got to find what works for you. I think that's genius. 
we've been talking for two hours. And so I, I feel like I have a world of even more questions for you, but I, I do want to just thank you today for introducing us to your amazing son for intro for letting us get to know you because you as dad and caregiver, I mean, I, I we're we're gonna have many more podcasts. Let's just say that we we, we are gonna come together and For we're gonna sure. have many more conversations because I know we have a lot to learn from you. Thanks for having me because like hey, I'm I'm want to get all the information I can out about Charles's situation, so it won't be too many more people like me in the world that's just get thrown to the wolves type of deal. So if I can help anybody you don't even have to have a child with a disability but if anything i say could help anybody i feel like i'm doing a a part for the world that's needed so thank you for having me thank you for listening to this episode of we saved you a seat oklahoma family network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions advocate for improved services build connections among families and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.